0: talk to you about the top five strengths and weaknesses of the fearful avoidant attachment style individual in the workplace specifically. So we talk a lot on this channel about attachment styles and how they pertain to romantic relationships, but our attachment styles, especially in our developed attachment theory work, which is called integrated attachment theory, we talk a lot about how we sort of acquire these subconscious programs from the way we attach to our caregivers in childhood and how these programs are our minds programs. In in other words, we're gonna bring this programming into all of the seven areas of our lives. And so whatever's unresolved from childhood, whatever programs and beliefs we're carrying, whatever core wounds, whatever unmet needs, these things are going to spill into all seven areas. And so you'll actually really see a strong correlation with how we show up based on our attachment style in our career specifically. So some of the most common strengths and weaknesses you're gonna see are number one, fearful avoidance tend to be very attuned to others and very quick at really noticing incongruency. So changes in patterns, anything that doesn't line up. And I mean, this can be something that sometimes makes romantic relationships challenging because if, if we have core wounds and then we give painful meaning to, to when we notice those incongruencies, it can be triggering and cause distrust. But in the workplace, this can be a superpower at times because you can notice you know, if, if something's changing and you're a lawyer, if something's, you know, not right. And you're looking for patterns as a doctor, or, you know, there can be so many different careers, which really makes a huge difference. I mean, we could name a huge list of careers, but you can sort of check in and see what your career is and how this may serve you in that field specifically. I know for me personally, I used to be fearful avoidant and, you know, then working with clients in a client-based practice for so long, I would always notice patterns and little changes and subtleties of things. And it was very beneficial in that way, but I did a lot of the core wound reprogramming. So I wouldn't give it painful meaning. I would be able to see changes in patterns, and then ask deeper questions to extract more and more information. So, really important sort of tip there. Another thing that tends to happen is fearful avoidance. One of their so strength number two is fearful avoidance tend to work well outside of their comfort zone. This makes me laugh sometimes because fearful avoidance sometimes, and you'll see this. We'll talk about the, the challenges after, in in more detail. But you'll hear this challenge in there. Sometimes it can be to the point where you're like always outside of your comfort zone and need to learn to like have a little more staying power and and have more stability and and routine and structure. But fearful avoidance tend to like always be pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone in some form and tend, tend to essentially be very, very adaptable. And a lot of this comes from having a childhood where that was familiar to you. That is your comfort zone is to be outside of a comfort zone. And if there was a lot of chaos in childhood, then that can make you very adaptable in your adult life. Number three, fearful avoidance tend to be very empathetic of other people and can empathize with the opinions of others. We can see this diminish a little bit when a fearful avoidance is a little bit more triggered, but as a general rule, FAs tend to be really good at doing this, and you know this can really help for like seeing you know what other people are needing in the workplace and working as a team and also empathizing with different perspectives and bringing in new perspectives and opinions to something that you're building or growing or creating. Number four fearful avoidance tend to be good at being very like analytical, but also good at being emotionally intelligent. So they have that side of them where they can really buckle down and like really become analytical and focus on sort of the the intellectual components of of work as a whole, but then can also relate from an emotional perspective. So they can have that sort of like detail oriented perspective but also emotionally intelligent perspective. And strength number five is that fearful avoidance tend to be very, very good as a general rule at finding things they like to do for work. When a fearful avoidance in more of a tra- traumatized state still, when they're in like a more like constant, like fight, flight, freeze, or fawn mode, or they they haven't regulated themselves yet or done a lot of self-growth work. Sometimes fearful avoidance will have a pretty clear idea about what they want, but may not be taking the steps to get there because they may be in survival mode if they haven't really like reprogrammed a lot of the trauma and done some, some somatic work and, and self-regulation work. But... When they are in a position where they're more regulated, they usually end up in careers they really align with because freedom is so important to them as a general rule that they often won't want to feel trapped. Core wound from childhood, being in a career that they don't like. And so they usually will move away from things like that and be very determined and hardworking to take the steps necessary to do things that they want to feel like, Oh, I'm free. Like I'm doing something for work that I like, I enjoy That gives me a sense of like personal freedom. So those are top of, those are five of the top strengths. Now I'm going to dive into the top five of the top challenges that you may face. And some of the weaknesses are number one, fearful points can get more emotionally dysregulated more easily. So you may find yourself being in a position where you are doing amazing when you're regulated but then it's almost like this like element of self-sabotage like if your subconscious comfort zone is chaos sometimes the fa subconscious mind will accidentally look for chaos or recreate chaos in different forms that can then like cause frustration or challenges in the workplace and And obviously that sort of spills into everything. And also because fearful avoidance tend to have more core wounds until you're reprogramming those core wounds, those are going to show up at work too. You'll see fearful avoidance fear being helpless at work, trapped, powerless, unworthy, bad, and will often people please as a result. So this brings me to number two is sometimes FAs can be people pleasers to a strong enough degree where they'll then eventually develop frustration or resistance or Eventually, become angry and sort of like try to end people pleasing and tell people how they feel. And especially if they're feeling like disrespected, which is another core wound, then you'll see these things sort of like come out that way, and can come out in sort of like unhealthy forms where they're not communicating in the best way possible by communicating proactively and not people pleasing. Number three, and I was sort of mentioning this earlier, is fearful avoidance sometimes can lack staying power. It's fairly common for fearful avoidance because they they in childhood don't think that they can get their needs met because often fearful avoidance didn't get their needs met from childhood. It's almost like you assume you won't get your needs met when your needs are not being met. So fearful avoidance, like let me give you an example. Let's say you're in a career and you don't like what's happening. Maybe there's been some new hires or a new boss or new changes rather than thinking, Oh, I should talk it out. I should set a boundary. I should have a conversation. I should ask for my needs, maybe to work different hours or a different shift or something like that. Rather than thinking it's a solvable problem your whole ones will sort of see this as like a black and white situation, like an all or nothing. It's a term. It's a form of cognitive distortion, black and white thinking, which is like, you see it just one way or just the other. And so you'll think, Oh, my needs aren't being met. So then this job, no longer works for me rather than seeing this gray area in between where you can actually go and have a conversation and say, Hey, you know, there's been some, been some changes. Here are some needs, or here's a boundary, or can I change shifts? Or can I, you know, and, and finding that gray area to actually make things move in a direction that's suitable for you. So sometimes winds will just like cut and, and leave because they don't think they can speak up. They don't think it's going to work anyways. And it can be disempowering at times. Number four, fearful avoidance can sometimes become tunnel visioned. Sometimes this is a strength. Sometimes we could say like on the positive side, it's laser focused on the negative side. We can say tunnel vision, like unwilling to see other possibilities or unwilling to detach from this like idea or concept that they can be so strongly connected to when they've sort of made up their mind. And sometimes that can prevent you from seeing things that may be important to take into consideration. And number five, last but not least, fearful avoidance can be in a position where they can be suspicious or untrusting of other people or situations at work and this can lead them to sometimes become controlling of themselves their work controlling of others at certain times to a certain degree or really fear being controlled by others and then like really push people away and try to like overset boundaries at times as well so you'll see that can be a very common theme or threat as well.